Hi everybody, this is the second episode of the Over Coffee Talk podcast, a space where professionals and people with inspirational stories share their career journey, tips and advice with job seekers, and I'm your host Latifa Toike. In today's episode, we're joined by Emily Mazurek, a product designer Proposify, an alpinist who has background in biochemistry, music and hospitality. Please welcome Emily Mazurek. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. You know what's interesting is that when I bumped into your LinkedIn profile and read your like about description, I was truly fascinated how well-rounded you are cuz like biochemistry, music, hospitality, these are such a different, you know, such a different fields and yet you're so you are successful in all of them because you are a two-time world champion marching band you you hiked to k2 you studied biochemistry and lots of other things how did these experiences led you to ux design well it actually all started out um when i was younger i actually decided i wanted to be a doctor so i was going down the path of everything i thought would lead me to be successful in that space So that meant studying some kind of science degree in university, biochemistry was the most interesting to me, so I decided to major in that. Uh, I worked in a lab, I did volunteer work, I, you know, got references and everything organized so that I could apply for school, and I didn't get in the first time. So in between cycles, you're encouraged to develop yourself, push yourself, become the best applicant, all of those things. So I did all of those things. Um I went traveling to volunteer. I worked at a medical clinic and I really fell in love with that lifestyle. It became a huge problem actually because um I was applying for school again and I was recognizing that I might actually get a spot this time and I wasn't sure if I really wanted it. So it was time to take a good hard look in the mirror and realize did I actually want to be a doctor or was this something I had kind of built up in my mind to be like the epitome of success. And um yeah it was definitely option too so I went to career counseling because I wanted to make sure I had all of my options available to me and make was making the best decision and it kind of came down to I needed a career that had a sense of achievement but also really great work life balance and that's kind of where doctor was falling short so after my intensive round of career counseling one of the options that came up was UX designer and I knew a little bit about it but not really much so I did some more research and digging into it and i was like oh, okay and i was starting to get a little bit excited because every decision you make as a ux designer is backed in research which makes sense to me given my background in biochemistry working in the lab but there was also this huge creative element to it which you mentioned previously you know i was in the marching band for longer than i care to admit i grew up taking dance lessons i took art classes even as an adult and really enjoyed it uh, but i never pursued art or music as a career because i didn't really think it would lead to like a successful or sustainable career so there's this creative element plus this research side to it and it's ultimately helping people which is why i was really excited about medicine in the first place so i was like okay like i think this is a path worth exploring a little more i think that's incredible to find this one thing that combines all of your interest but probably it was challenging right to a transition from biochemistry for from biochemistry to UX design how were you able to overcome these challenges 
Uh, there was a lot of doubt initially. Um, you feel like maybe you're making a big mistake. You know, my whole life is leading up to being a doctor and I'm turning around and walking the other direction. Uh, but it was just, you know, having this foundation to go off of the career counseling, which was a huge privilege that I was able to partake in that, to have some sense of assurance that this was going to be a good match for me and I was going to feel a sense of accomplishment and achievement. So yeah, I was able to go to boot camp and the secret's just a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck, really. Um, and that's how I was kind of able to, you know, take from my past experiences working in the lab. People saw me as a researcher and a scientist, so I could apply that. Or even working in the restaurant, you know, I have a lot of soft skills. I, I problem solve on a daily basis in a high stress situation for different people all the time. I could bring that to the table as well. So my past actually became assets that allowed me to be an even better designer. I love how you phrased it. Your past is your asset. Because that's really how it is. And nobody should be afraid to transition from one field to another. It doesn't matter whether you're in your 50s or 20s. If you feel like it will make you happy, then just go for it. I'm more with you, actually. That was one of the things my grandpa said to me when I was considering the switch. I was like, oh, I don't know. I have to go back to school and I'm not so sure. I'm going to be this age by the time I'm done. And he's like, well, you're going to be that age anyways. So you may as well be that age and having the career that you want. It's like... Can't really argue with that, yeah. Totally agree. When was the moment when you realized that you chose the right path? It wasn't actually so clear like that. I was enjoying my career and things were going well, but I was actually just having a conversation with my mom and she was talking about having the Sunday scaries and, oh, I have to go to work on Monday and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, I've actually never felt like that since I've started my career as a product designer. Like, I'm excited to go to work on Monday. Maybe I'm just a freak, but... uh <laughs> That's kind of when I recognized that it was a good fit, yeah. And how did you start your UX design journey? Did you did you go to a boot camp? So I did go to a boot camp. Um, it was pretty appealing that you could be career ready in 12 weeks. Um, I had actually just been laid off again from the restaurant for like the third time. And I was like, this is the time. Like, what am I dragging my heels for? Like, I have the opportunity. I have the time off. This is a huge privilege. I've got to take advantage. So... I huffed over the huge chunk of change it cost to enroll in one of those boot camps, and I just just tried to make the most of it, because from my perspective, you get out of it what you're willing to put into it. So I put in as much as I could, and following graduation, it was uh, pretty much not too much longer before I was able to lock down my career. If you could, if you could go back, would you go to a boot camp again? I thought about this a lot. Um, Yes, I would. Not because I think the quality of education is so phenomenal or you really need to do it. But for me, it like really motivated me and pushed me to have those deadlines and that huge amount of money that I had paid uh, to do everything the best that I could. So I kind of needed that little push to get me out the door. And how do you get the most out of the boot camp and prepare yourself for the post-graduation life? I think, again, it comes down to having that privilege to not have to work while I was in the boot camp. Like, because I wasn't working, I could put in 12 hours, 14 hours a day doing all of the homework to the best of my ability, extra assignments, booking extra time with my advisors. Every week, if there was an opportunity to book a chat with one of my TAs or professors, I was taking advantage of it, starting to build that network as soon as you can, and even building a presence on LinkedIn. The sooner you start, the, just the more I can help you. Definitely. How quickly did you get a job after graduating from the boot camp? So it was almost exactly four months, but I did spend the first month following graduation 
solely working on my portfolio resume and cover letter. I don't think I applied for a single job in the first month. So you took time to prepare your resume and to refine it, right? Yeah, exactly. I recognized that because I had no experience in the field, that was already going to be like a point against me. So I didn't want to have my portfolio or my resume be the reason someone turned me away. Like let that something in my control be something that's strong and not be like something they can hold against me. Definitely. What are strategies did you have when applying for a job? So initially my strategy was just applying on LinkedIn and other job sites because I was pretty uncomfortable with networking with people solely for the purpose of trying to get a career or a job opportunity from them. Um, so I was just applying online and that's actually how I did secure my position. But uh, one of my advisors at school suggested that I should start posting on LinkedIn and I was like, wow, I paid all these thousands of dollars and this is the advice you have for me. This is great. Um, but I listened to him and I gave it a shot. And one of my posts got a huge amount of attention. I think like over 200,000 people saw it and I got like 4,000 likes. And it was just me like talking about a crappy experience I had applying for a job. There was nothing like, you know, super inspirational or like a revolutionary. And from that post, there was like four or five people that came to me and had referrals and offered me to try to get a job at their company. So I can see that that probably works a lot faster than just applying colds on job sites. But honestly, I would try a little bit of both because it depends what you're comfortable with. And was the Proposify, what do you think made the difference in your job application process that actually helped you to land a job? Um, I actually know because they told me. Um, so it was down to me and one other person. And this other person had over five years of experience. And they picked me because they saw me as a scientist and a researcher. And they really wanted someone analytically minded for the role. So they gave me a shot. That's incredible. And credits to Proposify for not for uh, choosing you. Since you, they're not afraid of someone who has a little bit less experience. But at the same time to see your your past experience is just strength. Oh, I could go on and on and on. They've been a phenomenal company to work for. Definitely. And in your opinion, what are some interviewing do's and don'ts? Um, I think the biggest do is to prepare. An interview should never be like a surprise. You can predict like almost 90% of the questions they'll ask you. You can even find good answers online just by Googling them. So Practice them in advance and have an answer ready to go, even for the behavioral questions too, like tell me about a time when X or tell me about a time when you didn't get along with or whatever. They're pretty consistent from interview to interview. So have a couple of stories ready to go. So when they ask you, it's not a surprise. And that way you're going to feel more comfortable as well. It's just one way you can kind of take the edge off and have a little bit less anxiety going into it. Yeah. So it's more about preparing then there's no like secret, uh, secrets, um, to it. It's more about preparing to the uh, interview and actually, you know, spending time to uh, go over questions that can potentially be asked. Yeah, I think it's almost all in the preparation work. There's a lot you can do to prepare and that will help just make it easier for you in the long run. How can recent bootcamp graduate attract employers? Um, I think part of my strategy that worked really well was taking the time to iterate on my resume and portfolio. Get as much feedback as you can. You can book free sessions on ADP list with other designers and just get their opinion. You know, do it five times and iterate your portfolio five times. I went to different networking events and portfolio review events. I even went to an event where they reviewed your resume 
And I just kept iterating on it until the feedback was consistently positive. And that's when I knew it was at a good enough place to start applying. I think having a weak portfolio can be like the first reason that maybe you don't get in the doors. So just eliminate that problem right from the start. Yeah, I think the peer review is under underestimated, you know, since it really, it does help with a resume and getting, um, getting better at this. Absolutely. How do you move past perfectionism and keep on top of your project? Yeah, this is a good question you ask because I used to struggle with this as well, wanting everything to be perfect and it would never be done because there's always a little something else you could add to it. And um, there's the saying actually that we learned in boot camp, uh, done is better than perfect. And initially I was like, that's so stupid, so annoying. Uh, why would you say that? But it's totally true because it'll actually never be perfect. Like you'll always continue to iterate the project you're working on as a UX designer. There's no perfection. So Do the best that you can and get feedback on it. And then that's just the cycle you should always work with. How do you stay up to date with recent UX design trends? Because there are so many of them and it's really hard to keep up with all. Yeah, I think my favorite way personally is YouTube. I love to just sit and binge watch YouTube videos. Um, and there's a really great channel on YouTube, actually, Satori Graphics. He does before and after graphic design like 10 minute videos. And like, I learned so many things and it just made so many things click for me. I'd recommend checking out his channel if you're wanting to learn a little bit more about visual design. But another great way is to read articles on Medium. I know there's some great ones being posted there by like UX Collective that I really enjoy. Um, you can also check out Instagram. There's some really great accounts on there. And even on LinkedIn, people are always posting their work and you can find trends and inspiration on there as well. And what are your favorite, one, favorite ones? Um, it's a little well, not controversial, but I don't think most people would say it, but actually uh, Lululemon is one of my favorite sites to get inspiration from. I love their like minimal aesthetic and everything's so clean, but they still have accents of punchy color, which is like totally my speed. But in terms of other apps or brands that do a really great job, I would check out Headspace. Like their whole branding is so all encompassing. Duolingo does a really great job. Also Airbnb, just their whole experience. They've recently just kind of reinvented it really fascinating yeah super cool totally agree airbnb's ux design is like on a different level okay and now it's time for a pop quiz are you ready i'm ready okay kiss mary kill logo um well i was already talking about lululemon but i think i would marry the lululemon logo it's like branded in my mind from childhood about how much I it resonates with me uh kiss maybe be like a fun logo I'm trying to think of like a fun logo Actually, looking at this Riverside logo right now, it's pretty playful. It kind of looks like an audio recording. You guys can't see it, but I really like it. And um, what about Kill? Kill. Oh, like just bland, boring logos, like with just somebody's name or like the initials, like maybe LinkedIn. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> boring. Top three size apps with strong UX design. Oh, I already mentioned these, but like Headspace, um, Duolingo, Airbnb. Those are probably my tops. Must read book for a UX designer. I actually brought it over here with me. This is one I'm reading now, um, Articulating Design Decisions. Yeah. Um, it really talks to you about how you can clearly communicate your ideas so that people will buy in, which is something that I didn't find was covered a lot in my boot camp. Both an oversized uh, text or neat and simple one? Both. I think there's a time and place for both. Like I love a big, bold, chunky text, like maybe in a hero image or like on the landing page of your site, but in general, like clean, minimal, it's just easier to read. Words that can make a UX designer to run away. Um, 
can you just make this pretty for us? <laughs> oh, that's like the worst. That's the worst. Dobie is your Figma. I'm a Figma loyalist all the way. Yeah. Century or Bodoni? Um, I actually didn't know these until I like looked them up recently, and I haven't used either. But when I do freeform lettering or handwriting, I usually style it more like Century. So I think I would go with that one. Okay, and now your advice for people switching、uh, switching the industry and beginning UX designers. I would say there's a lot of really great free resources out there, and you can check a lot of them out on YouTube. Coursera has that Google course that's super popular. Also, LinkedIn Learning has courses for free.、Um, go to your local library; you can get books for free.、Um, there's lots of great resources where you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to enter a boot camp.、Um, if you're not too sure if UX design is for you, you can book free coffee chats on ADP List with industry-recognized professionals and have an informational interview with them. No pressure to get some more answers. And、um, if you're sure this is for you, but you're dragging your heels, I would just encourage you to get started because I experienced that myself, and the only regret I have is not starting sooner. Awesome! Thank you, Emily, for joining me today. It was it was a great pleasure. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you everyone for watching this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode, and let us know what you think about this episode.